Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. Boing. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me! Fine, how you doing? You have a great show, I'm a big fan. Boing. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono. It's all about the Charbono, dude. Succulent fish. What? We ate two seeds before we nerfed. Delicious, Liberty. I'm shaking like a dog. Shit, peach seeds. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. Top men. And just like that, we are into the second hour. It's the Barbecue Central Show. So happy you have decided to either stay with me for the second hour or you're just popping across. Maybe you're on Facebook. Maybe you're on YouTube Live. Maybe you're listening the way it should be. No video whatsoever and checking it out on the TuneIn app on your phone or smart device or through the website. If you're not familiar with that, if you go to the bbqcentralshow.com, there is a live audio stream button right at the top left. Click that, and that will take you right over to the TuneIn. If you like that, download the app. That way, if you're in the car next Tuesday and you don't think there's any other way for you to get the live show, or you don't want to eat up all your data through doing the video stream on Facebook or YouTube, you can get just the audio through TuneIn and listen to it like a regular radio program. And I think that's the best way to take it in because your mind can paint the pictures of what's going on. Instead of my face really telling you the true story, in your mind, you can paint much more grandiose pictures. You could think that I was way more worked up than I really was, or you can make my face more worked up than it really was when I was yelling at Meathead for making such blasphemous statements a little bit earlier. By the way, if you missed me, admonish Meathead for saying that grilled pineapple is the best thing to come off a grill ever, you will have to get that on download. That will be out tomorrow. The second hour of this show will be released on Thursday. Still to come tonight, Laura Paul of Smithfield. She's the new brand manager. We'll talk to her and meet her for the first time. And more importantly, well, not more importantly, but just as importantly, we will also find out who the 2020 Smithfield grant recipients are going to be. So make sure that you get on all of your social media channels and put out that in about 12 minutes from now, we'll be revealing, or maybe a little later than that, we'll be revealing who the 2020 Smithfield grant recipients are. So if you have put in for that app and you run a barbecue competition and you know all about Smithfield, maybe you haven't had it in years past, maybe you had it in the first year, but that's the second year and so on. You're going to want to tune in for this one. It's going to be very exciting. We're going in chronological order as the events will happen. Uh, So soonest to happen will be mentioned first, and then we'll work out through the balance of the calendar year and see who the lucky folks are. And hopefully we can also get a list from Laura as well that I can post on social media. So if you are just too anxious to wait for the podcast to show up on Thursday or you don't want to go through the video, then you don't have to do that. You can check it out on the podcast or through the list if we can post it up on social media. Don't forget, socially, you can follow me at BBQ Central Show, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, slash BBQ Central Show on Facebook. 
I have like two videos on TikTok. I was really into it. I got really off of it, and maybe I'm going to be back into it, but probably not. So just go ahead and sign up for it and expect nothing. Coming up this Friday, by the way, aside from Wednesday podcast release and Thursday podcast release, did you know this show is a live show? It happens Tuesdays from 9 to 11, and at the very same time that I am doing this show, literally this instant, I am also recording audibly, and I make the audible recording a podcast that's released Wednesdays and Thursdays. Now, in addition, on Fridays, John Solberg, the executive producer of something called The Best Moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 Minutes or Less Plus Tax, we will have episode 107. 107. Let that sink in. As I've said time and time again, I believe I host the first and fourth longest-running barbecue podcast, maybe fifth, but I don't even know how many episodes, uh, I don't know how many barbecue podcasts that are out there now and that have been doing it for a little while or even up to 107 episodes. That's over two years. We have done it. 107 episodes to be revealed on Friday. That'll be episode 107. So I think it's like mine and then man meat and then actually I'm going to go out on a limb and say that I have three of the four longest runners. It's the third one that's a little sketchy because Meathead uh, has hired me to do a weekly pit cast for his Pitmaster Club forum member. And I think I'm getting ready to release episode 192 of that, if you can believe it. So I think it's me and then man meat and then me again for AmazingRibs.com, then me again slash John Solberg for the best moments of the Barbecue Central show in 10 minutes or less at episode 107. I guess to put it mildly, I own the barbecue podcast segment. Step off, bitch. We bring in it. We ain't new to this. Anyway, episode 107, taking you back to December 12th, 2013. And then pitmaster of Warren County Pork Choppers, Donnie Bray was my guest. And I'm telling you this right now. I listened back to it as I was getting ready to post it in the feed over the weekend while I was at a volleyball practice. And I listened to all 10 minutes of this, or 9 minutes and 58 seconds, or whatever the hell it is. This is a classic. You don't even have to know who Donnie Bray is. All you have to know is this. 2013, at the end of the year, which is when this original interview was recorded, there was a huge team of the year race going on between Warren County Pork Choppers and Donnie Bray and Tim Grant's True Bud Barbecue. By the way... Take a look around. Neither of them anywhere to be found at the moment. I think 2013 was the last competition season that Tim Grant did, if I'm not mistaken. And then soon following after, Donnie Bray of Warren County Pork Choppers was not quickly out of the mix, but over the last couple of years, I haven't seen him really making any kind of run at anything. So uh, shout out to Donnie Bray. Hope you're doing well. But this is a great interview. Because, and you know what? I don't even want to spoil it. But basically, it came down to one competition in December where Donnie had to win in order to get team of the year. And uh, Tim Grant either had to do like match or do better. 
If Donnie won, then Tim was going to have to win in order to recapture. Maybe that's what it was. It's a great conversation. It's not extravagantly long. And the candor and openness and honesty of his answers to my questions is uh, probably unmatched in recent memory. Totally honest, totally open, a great interview. You don't have to be a competition person to really enjoy it. It's just a great, open, tremendous amount of candor in the interview. So if you just like good interviews, which you must because you keep tuning in here week in and week out, you'll really enjoy it, especially if you came to the show post-2013. Again, this original interview was December 12th, 2013, after Team of the Year was decided. Again, that's Donnie Bray from Warren County Pork Choppers. That will be in the podcast feed on Friday. Now, I did mention this with Meathead because we talked about it. Uh, It was found on MondayQ.com, if you didn't see it. This was back a couple weeks ago. Charbroil LLC makers of gas grills challenged. Oh, okay. Online commercials run by Traeger for its wood-fired grills. Charbroil argued the Traeger's claim in the commercials. The problem with propane is when you cook with gas, your food tastes like gas, was unduly denigrating, especially since, according to the challenger, the phrase, Tastes like gas is repeated so many times and spoken so quickly that it sounds like the actors were saying tastes like ass, which, of course, Traeger did not deny. Traeger defended its commercial, arguing that over-the-top humor of the spot made it highly unlikely that any reasonable consumer would interpret the tastes like gas or ass anything further than that. And it also argued that since nearly every, every American adult has eaten food from a propane grill... The target audience is intimately familiar with the food grilled with gas and the taste cooking on gas grill imparts to food and knows that food cooked on a gas grill doesn't taste like gas or ass. Perhaps unsurprisingly, NAD did not agree. Andrew, you are not the (laughs) It concluded that the statements are unsupported, objectively provable, and falsely denigrating taste claims. Not poofery, NAD rejected Traeger's argument that the target audience would, because of its experience, understand the claim is untrue. Making the -the over-the-top humor of the ad much funnier, rather, NAD stated no amount of humor can rectify an expressly false claim. Thus, NAD recommended that the advertiser discontinue the claims. So once again, proving that while he probably didn't realize he was prognosticating the barbecue future at Traeger. Indeed, he did. While the case is certainly not the first time that NAD has rejected an advertiser's attempt to defend its ad on the grounds that it's too funny, it may be the first case of ass canning. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes you stretch for the humor, I think. We didn't get to the runner's high, but that's an evergreen piece of content when I need it. I'll talk to you quickly about green. Speaking of evergreen, Green Mountain Grills, they're evergreen as well. They have a classic or choice line, if you will. 
I'm going to write that down. Choice. They also have a Prime line of cookers. Prime line is the newer version, of course. It's got the peek-in window on the cooking chamber and pellet hopper. A couple different internal meat temperature probes. More of a robust chassis build on the Prime line as well. If you don't want to shuck out the bucks for the Prime, choice is fine as well. I have a couple of those. The good news is the bigger models, Jim Bowie and Daniel Boone, both accommodate the pizza oven insert. Chef Christina Fitzgerald from uh, Sugar Shack. Is that what it is? Sugar Shack Barbecue? I think that's wrong, by the way. Is it Sugar Shack? Can somebody check me on that? Shack. Barb. Damn it. She just got a new pizza oven insert. She was getting ready to jump all over that. She's going to be happy about it. I love mine. Use it all the time. Pizza parties are fun. If you want something portable because your NFL team is getting ready to play the championship game in the AFC or NFC, Davy Crockett's what you want to go with. If you don't have access to that traditional power outlet, it's got 12-volt technology. Primeline, by the way, has 12-volt power technology as well. Read about them all. Then find your dealer nearest to you when you find the dealer locator. No, it's not Sugar's Barbecue, Steve. That's Lene Oxley. Come on. GreenMountainGrills.com. That's GreenMountainGrills.com. They got pellets. They got sauces. They got rubs. Accessories as well. Once again, they do work on a dealer network. You can't get them online. Find your dealer. Go check them out there in person. Feel the build, feel the quality, get all your questions answered by the dealer, and then make the purchase and feel confident. No buyer's remorse here. That's why they do it like that. GreenMountainGrills.com, and we're back with Laura Paul Smithfield. Stick around. Be right back. The only show giving you a monthly visit from a doctor of barbecue, a man actually named Meathead. The author of a barbecue Bible, bloggers, reviewers, competitors, and manufacturers by the dozens. It's the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. The name, by the way, is uh, Sugar Fire Barbecue. Props to me for remembering that. Steve Ray giving me fake news information. Uh, This portion of the show, of course, being brought to you by Smithfield. That's right. Are you signed up for the Committed Cooks program? We'll talk more about that here in a minute. Smokingwithsmithfield.com is the place you want to go for that. That's smokingwithsmithfield.com. My first guest of the second hour, current brand manager for Smithfield. If you were a barbecue event that applied for the 2020 Smithfield Grant program and you have been wondering if you will be getting the call, we will be... Okay, let's go back here. Um, go to call. Uh, hold on one second here. Then uh, you'll want to stay tuned as we'll be revealing, of course, who will be getting the hot Smithfield Grant Program awards. So we're race to the hotline and welcome first time to the show, Laura Paul. Hey, Laura. Hey, Greg. How are you doing? I'm absolutely fine. Sorry for the little technical glitch there. I'm not sure what happened on my... You know, Skype is the worst thing ever, Laura. I don't know if you have any familiarity with Skype, but it seems that I am relegated to dealing with such archaic technology 
and the land of technology, which is ever sweeping and changing by the second, uh, this seems to be like my best thing. And it's like the worst thing ever at the same time. You know, technology is great, but only when it works. And, you know, it's a 50-50 chance is what I see. (laughs) Yeah, uh, typically for this show, it it almost seems to be 40-60 and not in my benefit. So uh, we will uh, point (laughs) to hopeful futures here as we go forward. All right, so before we get into the grant program and the Committed Cooks program talk here, Laura, I wanted to quickly get a background on you. It's your first time to the show, which we certainly appreciate you taking time out to do that. Uh, so a little background about you, where you are currently in the country, uh, maybe where you grew up, and uh, if you've always been in the marketing realm. Sure. Well, thank you so much for having me on the show. I appreciate it. You bet. Um, you know, I grew up in Connecticut, so um, I'll say I'm a Yankee at heart, but I've lived in Virginia now longer than I've lived up north. Um, been about 15 years that I've lived in Virginia now. Um went to University of Virginia, uh, William & Mary for my uh, MBA program, and uh, have been with Smithfield for the last four years um, with the marketing department the whole time. So I, I have some background in sales, um, but primarily marketing and shopper marketing. When you look at marketing and how that term has evolved or been defined over four years or, or five years or six years, what makes somebody successful in marketing? Because I think a lot of people say, I want to get into marketing, but I don't even know if anybody realizes what the hell that term means anymore. <laughs> yeah, I think the you know the biggest attribute someone can have is really flexibility, um, their willingness to learn, uh, because you know marketing, especially digital marketing, is constantly changing. And if you're not you know up to date with with what's new and and what's uh, popular and, and uh, resonating with consumers, your yesterday's news. Laura Paul joining me here on the show. Uh, Connecticut, you know, now there's actually some legends of live fire uh, up there in the East Coast. Uh, Chris Lasinger is a legend. I don't know if you're familiar with uh, what used to be the East Coast Grill or not that was kind of up in that neck of the woods, but uh, into Boston, of course, you have guys that are uh, like Chris Hart and, uh, you know, a whole bunch of those guys. Um, mm-hmm. are you a avid live fire fan in general, like growing up, were you always around it? I mean, obviously in Virginia, you would have a huge argument on your hands, uh, because there's a lot of people there that think Virginia is literally the birthplace of Southern barbecue and every other place is something that happened after Virginia got their hands on barbecue. So where do you fall <laughs> in the live fire mix? Uh, I don't think I can take sides on this, Greg. Um, but you know, I, I do love barbecue of all all types and kinds. And hey, if it's good food, I will show up and eat it. Um, you know, I, I dabble a little bit myself. Uh, I've made some pretty good ribs on a jerry rigged Weber grill. So <laughs> uh, if it's good meat, uh, I'm there. I'm eating it. Uh, Smithfield has been very involved with the barbecue competition scene in the past number of years. Uh, as I look yeah. at varying parts of the live fire industry, I mean, certainly I could make an argument that the competition sector might have cooled off a bit. However, uh, as Smithfield looks into 2020, how do you see the live fire market in general? And then what do you see or what are you guys budgeting for goals and benchmarks the first half of this year? Well, I think that the you know barbecue market is continuing to grow, and whether that be on the competition side or really with the backyard barbecue, or I think it's it's something that people are um, having a bigger interest in. 
So, you know, they might not be able to go out and compete every weekend like uh, some of these pros that we're working with, but they really want to make awesome barbecue for their friends and family in their backyard. So, you know, that that's who we really want to talk to and, and get interested in um, the sport of barbecue and supporting it. And, you know, Smithfield is really proud to continue our commitment to the world of barbecue and the sport. You know, I, I've noticed that, you know, while there may be a perceived cooling of the competition aspect, the, the, the backyard is, you know, probably the antithesis of that. It's growing every year. There's more and more cookers coming out of the market. Does Smithfield kind of keep their finger on that pulse, too, and say, hey, the, the backyard market is really firing up now, and it has been over the last couple of years? And are there special products that you guys delineate between one sector or another or try and push certain products to one sector or another? Uh, no, I mean, I think we make uh, excellent products that obviously uh, world championship pit masters use on sure. the circuit and yep. that, you know, I pick up and I use at home on the weekend. Um, so we, we don't differentiate between those consumers, but obviously we're keeping our pulse um, on that market, and we want to deliver excellent product to consumers, um, whoever they be. And obviously, having our championship pitmasters support us and sponsor the brand and use our product um, is is a fantastic way to get that message out there and and show you know at, at competitions how well they do with our product. Laura Paul joining me here on the show, brand manager over at Smithfield. All right, Laura. So before we get into the grant recipient announcements, let's quickly. Go ahead and hit that Committed Cooks program. It's a program that's been very popular here over the last number of years. So for 2020, uh, A, how many spots are left open? And uh, how does this particular version of the Committed Cooks program look as compared to years past? So I believe this is our fifth year of the Committed Cooks program. Um, there are 300 teams signed up for the 2020 season. And uh, registration actually closed back in November. It was uh, very popular. I think we had all of our registration spots taken within a couple weeks. Wow. So, you know, unfortunately, there are no spots left for the 2020 season. Um, but, you know, for the program, um, you do have to be a member of a sanctioning body. Um, you have to pay a nominal $25 shipping fee and commit to cooking with Smithfield pork for the season. Um, and re in return, we send you a whole bunch of swag that you can put up uh, and display while you're competing. Um, we've been known to show up at events and, uh, you know, give out some extra cool prizes. But, you know, I would really encourage people who are interested uh, and are not part of the program yet to, you know, stay tuned to our Smoking with Smithfield website. Um, and you know, in the fall, we'll be putting up more details for the 2021 season. Wow! So that's a. I mean, has it ever sold out that quick? I mean, that's huge. Um, not that I'm aware of. Yeah. It was uh, pretty popular. So yeah, that was. It was great to see. You know, people's interest. Uh, I wish we had more spots available. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right. So uh, the Smithfield Grant Program is uh, one of the other things that have really been a great supplement to events that it gets handed to and partner with each year. So uh, before we get into announcing who's going to be uh, the lucky recipients of some of those grants, how does this grant program look compared to years past? So the grant program is something that we started back in 2017. So this will be our fourth year doing it. 
Um, and, you know, the idea is that we really want to support um, pork barbecue in particular. And um, these programs are awarded up to $3,000 to deepen the prize pool for their competition. Um, and over the years, um, this year included, we will have supported over 140 events um, at an investment of over $420,000. Wow. So we really want to support, you know, the events out there. Uh, drive people, drive teams to go compete in those events um, and and support the the sport as a whole. But it's a it's a big investment on our part, but we really see returns and and we've partnered with some really great events in years past. and then this year, I'm really excited to uh, announce those those events. If you are an event and you fill out an application, maybe you don't get picked this year, maybe you have never been picked and you've applied four years. Are there any general rule of thumb things that as an organizer or an event planner that you want to have kind of locked down in order to give yourself a best look, if you will? Um, well, you know, we we have had a number of teams um, be chosen for a number of years in a row. Um, but I will say, you know, as we continue to get um, applications and as the years have gone by, um, you know, we, we have turned down programs that we think are now very well established. Mm-hmm. So what we're trying to do is really help those new events get off the ground, give them a little bit of you know extra support that they might not be able to do on their own. Um, but for the most part, you know, we, we see so many great events come through the application process. Again, it's I'm sad that there's not more spots to give out. Um, you know, we had uh, over what, 121 teams or events, uh, apply for this year alone. So, uh, you know, it's a small percentage that we're able to support. Um, but I would just say, keep on applying. You know, if you haven't gotten in yet, please keep, keep the applications coming in year after year and hopefully we'll be able to support you. All right. Are you ready to start revealing Laura? I am. Yeah. Man, I can't wait. I'm going to go in the chronological order if that works for you greg works for me so go ahead you have the floor okay number one on march 20th is the smoking in the square barbecue cook-off in pensacola florida number two march 27th tennessee river barbecue battle and music fest in jackson tennessee number three march 27th as well the Hammond Barbecue mm-hmm. Incorporated in Hammond, Louisiana. Number four on March 28th. You know, that's going to be a busy weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Suncoast Barbecue and Bluegrass Bash in Venice, Florida. Number five, April 3rd, we have the Car Fest San Antonio Barbecue Cookoff in San Antonio, Texas. Nice. Number six, April 10th, Smoke in the Spring in Osage City, Kansas, April 24th, Washmo Barbecue Bites and Blues in Washington, Missouri. Number eight on May 1st, Masters in May in Bancroft, Wisconsin. Number nine, May 22nd, High on the Hog Festival in Winchester, Tennessee. Number 10 on May 24th, Red, White, and Barbecue in Westmont, Illinois. Number 11, which is our halfway mark, is May 29th, Smoking and Steel in Avatana, 
Minnesota. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly. <laughs> uh, number 12, June 5th, we have the ninth annual Valley Veterans Barbecue Competition in Valley, Nebraska. Number 13, June 27th, Heritage Days Barbecue Showdown in Belvedere, Illinois. Number 14, uh, July 10th, we have the Clayton Barbecue Cook-Off in Clayton, California. Number 15, on July 11th, the Gold Ribbon Barbecue Fest in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Number 16, on July 18th, we have the Chillin' and Grillin' in the Glades in Wise, Virginia. Number 17, on August 28th, the ninth annual Death's Door Barbecue in Washington Island, Wisconsin. Number 18, on September 11th, we have Riverfest in Decatur, Alabama. 19, on September 18th, is the Tilly HD Biker Blues Barbecue Rally in Salisbury, North Carolina. Number 20, again, on September 18th, we have the Tri-City Barbecue Fest in Denison, Iowa. Number 21, November 7th, is the Polar Pig Barbecue Cook-Off in Concord, North Carolina. And last but not least, on December 11th, 2020, we have the Briscoe Ranch Barbecue Cook-Off in Uvalde, Texas. And that is our list for 2020. Congratulations, guys. Holy moly. Wow, wait. That's 22 in total, correct? 22 in total, yeah. 22 in total. We have uh, Texas and North Carolina and Iowa, Florida, Tennessee, Illinois, Minnesota, Nebraska, California, Wisconsin a couple different times, Virginia. Uh, I mean, it seems like there was a true concerted effort to uh, not only take into account really good events, but take it all over the country as well. Absolutely. From a you know from that return aspect that we were talking about, because you said that it's for as for the amount that you guys are committing as Smithfield uh, is doing and has been over the last four years, you're getting that return. So is that from a people joining competition and using product? Is it from uh, uh, backyarders um, getting out of the competition scene and just buying uh, for that. Like, w- what's the what's the pop that Smithfield sees in order to to continue to want to do this year after year? Because it is, I mean, you, you kind of you know say you know wish you could do more, but uh, you know, no news to you, Laura, but nobody else is doing this, by the way. So, four hundred and twenty <laughs> grand is a lot to invest over you know the last four years. So, I'm I'm just wondering where the yep where the eyeballs for Smithfield are to say, yeah, you know, this is a, a wise investment for us to continue to do year after year. You know, at the end of the day, it's, it's more product, Greg. So we definitely see sales jump and that comes from a number of different areas, whether it be from, you know, competition cooks using our product to consumers going to these events and seeing cooks use the products and buying them at their local grocery stores um, to, you know, some of these competition teams have really big uh, social media followings and you know just a little bit of social media sharing uh, goes a long way so we appreciate the support and um, you know can't wait to see a great season and some good barbecue all year round uh, this coming weekend uh, kcbs has their annual bank uh, banquet over in kansas city is that something that uh, some of you guys are going to be heading out and taking part in or uh, any plans to do that 
Yeah, yeah, I'll actually be there um, with some of my uh, colleagues, and uh, we're uh, we're gonna have some raffle prizes and some other stuff from Smithfield. So it'll be a really fun event. Um, I can't wait. You know, Emily Detweiler's put on uh, a great event over there at KCBS, and it'll be a fun weekend. So looking forward to seeing or meeting anyone else who might be there. Uh, are you going to be like readily accessible if people want to like chat you up and bend your ear a little bit about Smithfield and pork and all that stuff? You're going to be around. Absolutely. All right. So, uh, you know, craft your takes accordingly. And if you see Laura, you know, grab her, say hi, and make sure you tell her that you appreciate everything that Smithfield is doing, uh, not only for the competition scene, but for the backyard folks as well. I'm not a competitor myself, Laura, but I am a avid barbecue cook here in the backyard and we're always talking about smithfield here in the rock and roll hall of fame city of cleveland ohio so uh, anything else that you would like to promote or you know tease us or, or tickle us a little bit with a feather before i let you go tonight uh, nothing to tease tonight i just you know want to say thank you to everyone who applied for the grant program keep it coming uh there are some really great events this year and uh keep barbecuing all right. Thank uh, you for having me, Greg. You bet. She'll be there at the uh, Kansas City Barbecue Society banquet this coming weekend as well. First time of the show and brand manager at Smithfield, Laura Paul. Thanks so much, Laura. Thank you. You got it. There she is. Laura Paul. Great transition into the barbecue jungle for first timer, Laura Paul. And uh, man, a lot of great stuff there. Smoking Joe's Barbecue Pit. Did you win? Did you win the grant program? What's the name of your competition? Did you win? Uh-oh. I don't know. All right. Um, from a host perspective, I certainly appreciate succinct and direct answers, right? Good stuff there. So look forward to having Laura back on the show here over the course of 2020. And if you're going to be in Kansas City for that banquet, make sure you stop by and say hi to Laura and thank her for everything that Smithfield is doing for both the competition and the backyard. If you're feeling exceptionally froggy and you're going to pitch her, make sure you have something tangible to show, sell in the right way, Don't walk up and say, hey, do you want to sponsor me? I can already tell you the answer. No. It's the human condition. We are ingrained to innately say no. Oh, he's here. My phone hangs up very quickly. Southside Market and Barbecue, folks. I got to talk to you about them. 1882 is when they were established. Three generations of the same family running the oldest barbecue joint in Texas, offering premium Central Texas barbecue. Slow smoked over real wood, shipping, distributing, manufacturing sausages for companies across the nation. From food trucks to multi-chain restaurants, Southside Sausage can be on your menu, too. All meats are processed on the on-site USDA-inspected facility. A trusted partner with a focus on quality and authenticity. You have wholesale options available through shipping uh, shipping nationwide via the FedEx. 
food service distribution through Cisco, U.S. Foods, and Martin Foods. Co-packaging capable for research and development to package completion. They can also follow your recipe or help you develop something brand new from scratch. Private label opportunities also available in simple terms. You sell their sausages already made under your name. Adding a stream of revenue. You know it's a product everybody loves. You can just have your name on it. For me, Barbecue Central Beef Sausage. But it's really Southside Market Beef Sausage. You can visit southsidemarket.com if you're outside of the local area and get all of your shipments. And you can save 10% when you do that by using code BBQ Central, all one word, lowercase, BBQ, C-E-N-T-R-A-L, BBQ Central, to save 10% off when you shop at southsidemarket.com. Uh, come on. As Laura said, technology is great until it doesn't work. I hate Skype. Again, SouthsideMarket.com. That's SouthsideMarket.com. Promo code BBQ Central for 10% off your order. It works every time, by the way. Every time. All right, we'll see if we can't raise Steve Lulos from Veterans Q. Stick around. We'll be right back. Continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content in an exceptionally professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, welcome back, and we thank Laura Paul from Smithfield again. This portion of the show brought to you by Pit Barrel Cooker. Who's ready to hang? Give me some hang time. That's right, Pit Barrel Cooker. You can hang your food. You can put it on a grate if you want to. You can do a combination of both. They got great accessories, cool coffee mugs that look like pit barrel. And they might have a 50-gallon-ish size coming out. Maybe towards the end of the summer, we'll have to confirm with Noah Glanville. In the meantime, you go to pitbarrelcooker.com. All right, joining me to close out the show is the creator of a great sauce and rub line. Second time on the show. We call him Steve Luloff. Hey, Steve. Hey, what's up? How are you guys doing? Did you like go right to the airport and throw up the Veterans Q background and you are somehow <laughs> yeah. like in a TSA holding cell or what? I mean, that's very impressive. That's how we roll. I always bring the banner with me. Yeah. No, uh, <laughs> I was at my uh, as at my kid's soccer game and uh, or soccer meet or I mean a uh, swim meet. Yeah. And uh, I lost track of time, so I missed my flight. So I'm uh, I'm chilling home tomorrow. What? Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. I mean, is that for work that you were flying? Yeah. They it's don't. All good, they don't care if you. Do they send the private jet for you tomorrow and usher you the way you should have been flown? Is do I see a hidden agenda? Yeah. Exactly. It's first class tomorrow. You know. Yeah, yeah. Air Force One style. Yes, I like it. So, uh, all right. Well, I'm glad you could make it in for the show uh, without any rushes into the terminals of whatever airport. Were you going to New York or Washington? DC. DC. Yeah. Uh, what What do you fly in there? Is it uh, not Reagan, right? 
No, I never go there. Go yeah. to go to Dulles. Yeah, Dulles. Oh my god. I, mean, I used like, to live right down the street from it, so it was kind of nice. Whenever I, I flew back and forth to Chicago on the weekend, so I just went right there and I was home in ten minutes. Yeah, it's the best. Uh, the only easier <laughs> way is when you do fly private and you can just go right into the FBO and no security check, hop on and you're out of there. But that's very expensive. Uh, Steve, before we get into the topic tonight, let's quickly recap the business when you get started and how things are going currently as you look into 2020. All right. Well, the the business started, uh, we're about to actually in February, we're going to hit our um, third year, start our third year of business. Um, we started doing competitions in 2015, doing backyards, did uh, did pretty well. Then we started doing KCBS the last couple of years. Um through our barbecue competitions, we uh, being naive, I thought you had to make your own sauce and rubs. So um, I started making our own sauce, my own sauce and my own rubs for competition, and um, and people started liking it and uh, started asking us where we could make our sauce and or where they could buy it. And so we just started selling it to you know uh, you know family friends, and then uh, started getting to grocery stores and. Three years later, now we're in, I don't know, I think like 15 or 16 um, different states and a few hundred stores or so throughout the throughout the country. And now we're trying to expand and hopefully double that this year for 2020. You know, Steve, when I first started doing the show, so let's call it 2006, this was podcast before I actually started doing the live show, which will be 12 years next month. You, you know, you weren't naive to think that you had to make rubs and sauces back then. The majority of teams made homemade rubs and sauces, and then it seemed like in that, eh, let's call it 2010, 2012 arena, there were an onslaught of sauces being brought to market. Um, there were a lot more rubs being brought to market, and all of a sudden it went from, oh, you have to make your own rubs and sauces to stand apart to create your signature flavor to why the hell would you make your own rubs and own sauces when there are so many awesome ones to choose on the market? So when yeah. you were, uh, you know, we did a documentary on the show last year. There was a guy by the name of Dion Blumenreiter who uh, decided he was going to bring his sauce to market. And we started right in the beginning of the year from concept and we followed him all the way through to the first bottling. And awesome. the thing at the end of the year in December when we did the follow-up or, or the final uh, 2019 thing was, you know, what was the biggest pitfall? What What do you wish you would have done? I'm getting to a question here. Uh, and he said, I wish I would have pulled more people, not just my family and friends. I wish I would have sent it out to you know 500 other people. When you were getting your sauce available, I mean, people were telling you how good it was, but before you made that jump, did you pull five or 600 people? Or was it mostly people that you knew uh, maybe just saying, "Hey, it's great," in hopes they could get some free veterans Q sauce and rub. Yeah, actually, it was a, uh, it was only probably like you know ten, maybe ten, fifteen people. So I just would uh, have friends and neighbors come over and family members, and I had them fill out little. Uh, I made little uh, index cards, and you know, with certain questions on like too smoky, too sweet, too spicy, that kind of stuff. And I had them fill out, um, you know, kind of like a you know, like a secret ballot or a, you know, a secret entry. So I wouldn't know who it was. And, and I, that's how I did it. And, um, thankfully I have some, you know, people around my, you know, around me, especially my wife, they're, you know, very blunt. They'll tell you straight up, Hey, if something's nasty or not. So it's, it's kind of nice. I do have some friends, you know, some people who always say, Oh, this is everything you're doing is so great. But those are the kind of people you kind of want to stay away from. 
Steve Luloff's joining me here on the show. The website, veteransq.com. That's letterq.com if you want to check it out here while we're talking. Um, before we get into the topic here, uh, any new products coming up on the horizon, Steve, that you want to scoop tonight? Um, we're actually in the works with two different ones, um, with two different sauces, um, hopefully coming out. Um, but we're like, uh, in that little crossroads right now on, uh, you know, I guess kind of get funding for them. So once we get that, we'll, uh, we'll have a couple new products, a couple new sauces out there and they're ready to go. We just got to wait for that funding to come through. All right. So, uh, angel investors, if you're listening, uh, Steve <laughs> is looking for any angels around him to drop some funding and we'll get those. Are they, uh, flavored sauces like an apple or a peach or a pineapple or something along these lines? Um, Chipotle. Yeah, we, no, I'm, I, I like barbecue. I like pretty generic barbecue. So we got like a whiskey sauce and a, a, and a mustard sauce coming mm, out. Nice. All right. Yeah. So uh, NBBQA topic talk tonight, and you would message me uh, yesterday and said, hey, you know, did you happen to see this? Or, or maybe you'd mentioned there was kind of a rule change. So, you know, for the folks that don't know, uh, there's the National Barbecue Association. Every year they have their uh, showcase event. I think there's a lot of that is... Uh, Perhaps it's their only event where they use to, to raise funds. And it's uh, typically in a barbecue area. The year that I went in person, it was Dallas. Uh, I think the following year it was, or last year was Kansas City, if I'm not mistaken. And this year it's yep. going to be in Louisville. So uh, Louisville, you know, maybe not as much of a barbecue mecca as the other two. But, you know, I like Louisville as a city anyway because I'm a big horse race guy. And, of course, we know Churchill Downs is there. But I digress. Um, there's a, a portion of this event is called the Awards of Excellence. So uh, I'll let you take over here, uh, Steve, but uh, tell us a little bit about the Award of Excellence as you know them and how you get into them, um, how you experienced it last year, and then most importantly, the change that you saw this year that you wanted to come on and talk about. Yeah, I mean, um, the MB, uh, MBBQA, I think, is a great uh, organization for barbecue. Um you know, they have a lot of they have some stuff that they could offer people from anyone has to deal with barbecue from, you know, catering to barbecue restaurants. Um, if you have your own products, pretty much anything that you have uh, that you're a prof I guess you want to say professional at in barbecue, the MBBA uh, QA is great for that. You have a lot of opportunities. You could talk to different people, um, communicate. They have like classes, like, you know, throughout the year and, you know, uh, and um and whatnot. So that's, you know, that's kind of like the gist of it. Um, I could be totally wrong with what else there is. Um, and then they have this uh, every year they do their their awards um, banquet. Um, and then with that, they also have um, they rent out big hotels for, you know, a few days and they have uh, classes, um, you know, a few classes a day. You do lunches together. Um, they also have uh, like SCA done, you know, goes there and you have a couple of events and you can meet and greet with all the big names and barbecue and and whatnot. Um, so I think the NB, uh, the NBBQA is actually a good thing overall. Um, but I know they made some changes this year with the the awards of excellence. And and it's, uh, you know, I think it's going to hurt a few people out there, um, especially I think the smaller name people. Um, so that's kind of like where we were talking in. A few other, uh, a few of us been talking back and forth um, about this, you know, the about the awards of excellence and and the changes that they made and how it's going to kind of kind of hurt the small guy, if that makes sense. So you were in the, or you had, uh, and so this is uh, awards of excellence, something you have to enter for the folks that maybe are new to my show. I did enter 
you know, kind of tongue in cheek, uh, my show in the Awards of Excellence since I was going to be in Dallas Fort Worth. It was 75 bucks, I think, when I entered. So you had to pay to get in. I think the year that I did it was the first year that they were going to have like audio media be judged. And I had uh, contacted somebody that was in charge of Awards of Excellence. They said, hey, you know, whatever money's involved, I get a meet my butt puckers a little bit. I become very questioning. And I said, you know, who's judging my stuff or whoever else is is being put in here? And then if you don't deem to be any entries that qualify for an award of excellence, am I just paying you 75 bucks and you're going to take everybody else's 75 bucks and that's it? Or because we have paid, you are going to pick a winner. And if it's me... Do I feel like I've just paid for an award? It wasn't necessarily like given or earned. So those are my two uh, speed bump issues as we went in, you know, a couple of years ago. So uh, let's fast forward to last year at least. Talk to me a little bit about your experience there. Uh, I assume there was still an entry fee at that point. And uh, yeah. how did you do in the awards of excellence? Um, yeah, there was an entry fee. Um, pretty much everything. Um, Pretty much every kind of like awards competition, there's always a fee for it. Um, you know, obviously organizations need to raise some money somehow. Yeah. Um, and that's a, and that's another way. So every award or every single kind of competition that I've ever done, um, you know, for our uh, barbecue products, there's always been um, some kind of fee. Um, I think it's around it, maybe last year. I don't remember exactly, but it might have been about thirty, forty dollars. This year, it's also thirty or forty dollars. Um, to enter per product or per category, um, depending if you're a member or whatnot. Um, so the, the whole paying thing is, I understand some people have a little hang up with that, but everything I've done so far, um, you know, it's kind of, you know, I guess it's kind of common practice if that makes sense. Um, but yeah, last year, so we entered actually, um, our first year ever having a commercial. So like in the MBBQA, you have to have a, um, a commercial packed, um, a product, so something that's you know like shelf ready that has all the you know the legalities behind it and whatnot. So that's kind of a little bit different than other ones. Um, but uh, two years ago, when we entered our first time, we entered uh, our uh, our spicy barbecue sauce and we took first place in our spicy barbecue sauce. Then last, and I didn't go to the that was in Dallas. And I didn't go to Dallas just thinking it was kind of expensive for us to go head out there. We're brand new to barbecue. We only oh, been in for for a couple, you know, like a year or so. And we figured, hey, why not? Never thought we would win. Um, you know, luckily that we we won and it was a big shock and it was awesome. So then uh, we entered our products again in last year and um, for uh, we got an email about two weeks out and it said, hey, you're one of the top, uh, I don't know, top finalists or something like that. And, um, you know, if you want to come, you know, come, you're going to be able to accept your award. We would like, you know, people who, that, you know, are there to accept their award, which makes a lot of sense. Kind sure. of, you know, <clears throat> so, uh, I was like, Hey, I'm going to win an award. I'm going to, um, you know, I would, I assumed it was going to be for our, 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 um, our sweet heat barbecue sauce. So I was like, Hey, let's go out there again. And, you know, we're going to do, you know, pretty decent. So I went out there, um, and end up, uh, you know, went there the, the first day and it was cool. They had like culinary fight club was there and you kind of hang out. And, um, the big thing at these, uh, you know, at the, uh, at the conference is actually like afterwards and you hang out with, at the bar with all the other, uh, you know, barbecue people and you kind of just talk to them and, you know, mingle and network and it's a big networking thing. So that's pretty, that's, that's the coolest thing of all. But, um, then, uh, last year when we were at the awards of excellent banquet, um, 
all of a sudden, um, I kept on hearing my name getting called and I got called over and over again. And we took home six awards and, um, and I think we were the, we took home the most awards out of anybody, um, you know, from all the big guys to the, you know, the little guys. And it was, it was crazy. And it was just something that was just, it's still hard to believe that, you know, that, that my product, I just happened to, you know, I think it's like judging. You just get lucky. I just happened to, I hit the, you hit the right tables. I hit the right <laughs> tables over and over again. And it was, uh, it was awesome. So, uh, but then, you know, then, uh, so that was cool there, but then the classes and then the next day we did classes and, you know, different, you know, different classes of trying to, you know, maybe to help bring your barbecue sauce and, uh, um, you know, there's so many different barbecue classes, you know, it could be from anything like how to work with the media to, you know, maybe how to get your product out to the market or maybe you talk, I think last year they had, uh, um, they had, uh, you know, a few people, you know, the big names and barbecue up there on the stage talking about, you know, their barbecue experience. Yeah. And, like the master's it, talk or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they had, you know, they had a, they had them, which was cool meeting those, you know, those guys and whatnot. But, uh, you know, after two days, I just figured it, you know, it's kind of like, hey, this is not, you know, it wasn't my thing anymore. I figured, hey, I'm already communicating. All I'm doing is here is just coming to wait until, uh, you know, to the end of the day and wait to the bar and, you know, drink all night long and whatnot. So <laughs> after, you know, after a couple of days, I just figured, hey, why not just go ahead and go home. And that weekend, actually, I was supposed to actually go to Louisville for a, a little PBC thing, pit barrel thing, but that ended up getting falling through. So I just went home and, and hung out after that. But it was a, it was cool overall. But there was a, you know, it's, it's, I don't think it's for everything, everybody. But I think it's a, it's something that's good for a little bit for sure. All right. So as we look forward to, you know, basically two months from now, uh, I think this year's is uh, first weekend in April, if I'm not mistaken, down in Louisville. Yeah. Uh, awards of excellence obviously happening then i'm getting the email saying hey it's uh, quickly coming to a close for entry so you better get your name in if you want to do it so what's going on this year that uh, has been different in years past so uh in the previous years they had culinary students do the judging um this year they reached out and they're looking for uh judges they want sanctioned judges so judges from like kcbs sca um you know, like the EAT and and whatnot. Um, so that's the that's the first change they were made. We're making hmm. the judges from culinary students to um, you know some average Joes, you know, who uh, who eat barbecue on the weekends and whatnot, who really don't have any experience except for you know. And there's you know obviously there's more there's a lot of issues obviously within KCBS and other sanctioning you know bodies with a lot of issues with the judging already. And I think it, to me personally, it's a very one dimensional in uh in the in the world of barbecue so um I, I personally my personal opinion i think um culinary students have a better um a better palate than a barbecue judge would and maybe that their their mouth is open to more flavors where if you're i mean if we're going to pigeonhole competition folks they're they're looking typically for one kind of a profile and if it's outside of the box that's when they start scoring down and the students might be a little bit more open to stuff that's outside of the traditional box. Correct. That's, that's how I look at it too. Cause you know, obviously a culinary student, they're not just one, you know, they, they have to learn a little bit of everything when they're in class and different, pro, you know, flavor profiles. And I think that's great when you start going with your, you know, if you do an exotic type barbecue sauce or if you have fruits in your barbecue sure. sauce or, or even if you, you know, your rubs or anything, I, I, I totally, you know, I think I personally think, um, and a few others think it's better, you know, to have 
you know, someone who's not, I guess, uh, who's not biased. I think, you know, personally, I think a lot of competition judges are kind of biased. And like I said, like we said, one dimensional. Uh, what's the, so uh, we got the judging thing that's changing. And then uh, was there something as far as uh, how many awards you could win? Was there a cap? Yeah, there's like a, uh, there's like a cap, I guess. So I guess you cannot. So last year there was a couple of us, small town, you know, small, you know, small guys, um, won multiple awards for the same product. Mm. So for example, my, um, I have a chicken and pork rub, um, and I entered my chicken and pork rub in the chicken category, the pork category, and also the seafood, uh, seafood category. Sure. Well, I just happened to place my chicken and pork happened to win in every single category. <laughs> and so who knows? Maybe there's only three people who entered. I don't know. But, um, you know, I was able to place in all of them. Um, and then same thing with barbecue sauce. So like uh, um, last year, my my spicy barbecue sauce won spicy. But um, maybe this year it wasn't spices enough. So it went over to like the, the mild barbecue sauce. Well, my my uh, my original and my spicy barbecue sauce both took an award for um, mild barbecue sauce. Huh. So um, so this year, and there was another. Uh, there's a lady who has a great company out of Indiana. She won first place and third place for both of her barbecue sauces. So she won multiple first places and multiple third places. Yeah. Um, so this year, you could only win one product. Could only win. And you could only win in one category. Hmm. So I don't know if that if that makes sense. So it's uh yeah, it's it's like one entry per category and only one category per entry. So you only have, you know, so my chicken and pork, I gotta either choose chicken or pork or sea, you know, or seafood. But once it wins, I'm 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 done. There's no more else for me to do with that product. Wow. So they're uh I mean in, in essence it's like uh you know, saying that your uncapped commissions, if you're a sales guy, are actually going to get capped. Yeah, wow. exactly. And so then, you know, and, I mean, look, you're 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 ponying up money for entry fee to get in there. You want to be considered for as many things as you can, and if your stuff is deemed to be good enough, then there should not be a limit on how much. There shouldn't be a limit on winning, right? I mean, if your stuff is good and you can win everything across the board, then you should be winning everything across the board. Uh, not only because it's good enough, and if it's judged that way, you should be able to receive those accolades. But look, uh, from a marketing standpoint, you can quickly turn around when you get back home and say, "Hey, we just owned NBBQA. Our rubs and sausage cleaned up everything." And you can hit up WGN Seven Twenty and get on with Dane and talk about that. And you can also talk with you know whoever else are on uh, social media and the newspapers. Yeah. That's a lot of publicity now that you could potentially get cut out of for no good reason. Yeah, exactly. So I mean. After I came back from, um, you know, Kansas City, exactly, I was, uh, I got written up in the newspapers. I was on the news. I got on your show for the first time. I was in other. Uh, that was the best thing that happened, by the way. Go ahead. <laughs> Number one. That's right. Number one. Number one. And then, uh, you know, then even uh, I was able to even get into a, a, another podcast in Australia. So now I reached a whole other country that I never, that never even heard about me. All of a sudden, now I'm in Australia's podcast and I'm, you know people there and then obviously obviously that uh you get some sales off of that so it's kind of it's kind of nice getting though you know it's 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 free marketing and it's great for someone who's low budget and small you know small uh your small town um you know mom and pa type uh barbecue company 
So is that going to stymie your attendance in Louisville this year, or will you go but you know maybe get a room at the uh, Five and Dime and just hang out at the hotel for a couple of beers and save some cash? Yeah, um, I'm, I'm honestly not uh, 100% sure. I want to go to Louisville. Um, I've been on a Team Pit Barrel for since I started barbecuing. It was my first smoker, um, and obviously that's their uh, their corporate office, so um, you know, I would love to go to Louisville. It's only, a, you know, what, five, four or five hours from uh, Chicago. So, you know, it's a quick drive. And so I'm going to play by ear. Um, I'm not going to enter any of my products into, uh, the competition this year. Wow. Just, you know, I mean, it's not, the, it's not going to, it's not going to break them. Obviously it's not a big deal. It's just something. Well, I mean, I, look, I think it is. I, I mean, if you're coming on the show to say that you're not going to do it and you don't like the fact that they're putting a limit, by the way, I totally agree with you, then I think there has to be other folks that are going to be of a similar mindset. And this could be a year where their traditional fund expectance on awards of excellence could take a dip. Uh, the NBBQA, by the way, is a no position to take any shorts. Uh, I mean, it's been around for a long time, but it kind of flounders. It doesn't have an excessive amount of membership uh, ability to it. Nobody seems to be flocking to it. Uh, there seems to be some kind of a uh, quickly fading mystique of how great it is. I mean, there's a lot of staunch uh, barbecue uh, legends that are, are kind of around it, but I, I have no idea what that leadership is up to and, uh, for as long as it's been around, uh, you know, I mean, for crying out loud, the, the Pitmasters Club at AmazingRibs.com has way more paying members, and they've only been around for four or five years. So, uh, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't take your non-entry into the uh, awards of excellence lightly and thinking that other people aren't going to have the same mindset. Uh, and in the end, we'll see here in like uh, two months uh, what the deal is. And, and maybe I will show up there, too, and I'll get some insider insight, and and we'll see how it goes. Yeah, yeah, maybe. So, I mean, they did They did say they went out and because um, I, I questioned them just to see, you know, a couple of us have questioned them and to see kind of like what their thoughts are or what their, you know, where they came. And they came back to us and said they did a survey and they had, uh, you know, a hundred or more, you know, more than a hundred people come back and said that they uh, they wanted these rule changes done. So, you know, who knows? Maybe uh, who knows? Hey, I mean, Steve, like said, guess what? Like everybody it. gets an award now, buddy. Everybody gets an award. Limit winning. Everybody gets a participation award, okay? That's, hey, that's the problem. That's what yeah. I've uh, I've been seeing in everything. Everyone cries, you know? Why you have top 15 called at a barbecue competition? Well, we'll, uh, we'll see how it goes here. In the meantime, please head over to Steve's website, Veterans Q. That's the letter Q, VeteransQ.com. And uh, we may or may not see him as we're playing it by ear in Louisville for the 2020 NBBQA conference. Likewise, you may or may not see me, but I do like the Glanvilles a lot. And they have offered me free stays and rides on horses in their majestic palace. So we'll see how that goes. Nice. Uh, nice. Oh, man, it's totally nice. But you know what it is. Uh, Steve, uh, always appreciate the time, my friend. Uh, sorry you missed your flight here, but, but safe travels when you get there tomorrow. All right, talk to you later. You got it. There he is, Steve Lulofs from Veterans Q. And he's a little disappointed with how NBBQA is now firming up their awards of excellence criteria and that you need. If you, you can't win more than once in the category, right? He said he won in chicken, he won in pork with his chicken and pork. So now you would be basically saying, 
uh, entering only chicken or only pork. You can't win both. I'm sorry. It's really good. You can't win everything. You can't win everything in life. Steve, let me teach you a lesson. You can't win everything in life. Okay? Sometimes you got to let other people win. That's bullshit, by the way. That's why I don't live, I don't let anybody else win at barbecue shows. Because I want to be the best and I want to win every time. And that's why I win every time. All the way back in the first hour, we had a dual segment visit with Meathead. The first segment was Newsy. The second segment, we talked about sous vide and we got into a place that I never thought we'd get into. Meathead talking about what he didn't like about sous vide. We also talked about smoked cocktails. Second hour, Laura Paul came in for the first time with Smithfield, and we announced all of the Smithfield grant recipients. We did it right here on this show. If you missed it, too bad. Thursday's replay will have that. And then we close it out with Steve Luloff's creator of Veterans Q Barbecue Sauces and Rubs, VeteransQ.com. If you are looking for some cool rubs to try out, Steve's got great products, by the way. Next Tuesday, we are locked and loaded. Stephen Reichland is in. Robin Lindars is in. Emily Detweiler is in. I believe Andy Husbands is in, but I could be wrong on that. Jam packed. September 11th, 2001. I will never forget. Until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, this is your program host, proud U.S. American Greg Reppy, saying, Good night now. Hi, this is Bobby Reppy from Cleveland, Ohio, and you're listening to Barbecue Central.